We've been through hell these past two years, but things are not going to magically fix themselves just because we turn the page on a new year. I want you to set a plan for 2022, but more than that, I want you to set an intention. I want to help you get more specific with your goals and more deliberate about the way you go about achieving those goals. We're going to cover a bunch of important areas on today's show, so don't go anywhere. There's an old saying goes something like this. You'll only find three kinds of people in the world. Those who see, those who will never see, and those who can see when shown. This is Restaurant Strategy, a marketing podcast for anyone who's looking. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in. My name is Chip Close and this is Restaurant Strategy, a weekly podcast all about helping chefs and operators build more profitable restaurants. Each week we toggle back and forth between a monologue style format and an interview, but the goal is always the same, right? To take complicated concepts, make them both understandable and actionable. Why? Because like I always say, information is only as valuable as the action it inspires. Now, this week's episode is sponsored by Virtual Restaurant Group, VRG. They offer innovative turnkey delivery-only brands that you're able to easily operate out of your existing restaurant with very little disruption to your current operation. So we're talking ghost kitchens, right? A restaurant that would only be visible on third-party delivery sites as a way of driving additional revenue using the infrastructure you've already got. By adding virtual brands into your business model, you're able to diversify your revenue streams and generate more revenue. You already have a kitchen, a staff, and the space to do it, so why not maximize your square footage by adding additional brands to help you increase your bottom line? Best of all, VRG handles everything on the back end. They provide Cubo technology totally free. The very architecture of this software allows you to turn on as many brands as you want, list those brands on as many partner sites as you want, and field all of the orders through one singular tablet and printer. You're not locked into any long contracts. It is 100% free to start. VRG's flagship brand, Midnight Munchies, was one of LA's very first ghost kitchen concepts. It generated up to $30,000 a month just in online ordering revenue. Onboarding is super easy with recipe guides and step-by-step training for you and your staff. Visit virtualrestaurantgroup.com chip. Use the promo code CHIP2021 to get started. That link is in the show notes. Now, It is December, and for those of us in the restaurant industry, it means we're overworked and exhausted, and perhaps more so this year than at any other time in the past, right? I get that. You get that. Most operators can't even see past the end of the week, let alone to the end of the year, and that's a problem. Deep down, I think you know it's a problem. And I mean no offense by that. I just want us to be honest with ourselves, right? Here we are. You're listening to this podcast. You're, you're doing this to better yourself, to think more deeply about your work. So let's do that. Let's just be honest. As we move into the new year, I want us to agree, though, to a new way of doing things. No more overwhelm. No more wearing all the hats. No more procrastination. And no more complaining about razor-thin profit margins. The business works or it doesn't work. You're either putting in the work to make it successful or you're not putting in the work. And that doesn't fall on anyone but you. Your business, your problem. 
Now, if it's not worth it anymore, if you're not profitable, if you can't see profitability, then close the business. But if you're still passionate about the work you do, about the food you make, about the experience you craft, then good. I am behind you 100%, and I want to help you take ownership of all of it. Now, on today's show, there are four different areas that I want you to address. Uh, we're going to go through them systematically. But before we get to the end of the year, don't wait. Don't put it off. Say, oh, I'm too busy right now. We're, we'll, do, we'll do it in January. Don't delay. Are you up for it? I hope so. You can find the time. You can make the time to do this. So four different areas that I want you to get a handle on before uh, before the end of the year. Before we do this, I want to remind you of something that we talked about way back when, when we talked about systems and goals, right? I introduced you to something that Peter Drucker uh, had created. It's called uh, the SMART goal framework, right? That every goal you create should be a SMART goal. SMART, it's an acronym, S-M-A-R-T. It stands for Specific, Measurable, Attainable, Relevant, and Time-Bound. Everything you do should be tied to a problem. Every problem then has a goal, right? This is the problem, this is the goal we need to get to in order to solve that problem. Once we get to this point, that problem will be solved, right? Then you set an action plan for yourself and put a system in place for measuring its success or failure so you know at the end whether it worked or not. Every goal you make should be specific. By making it specific, that will make it measurable, right? You say, I want to make $10,000 every Thursday night in the restaurant. You'll be able to look back over the course of a couple weeks and see if you hit that $10,000 mark, right? Simply by making it specific, that makes it measurable. We make the goal attainable, right? Not some lofty, ambitious, aggressive goal, but something we can actually achieve. Because once you achieve that goal, then it's very easy to set a new goal, right? It's like uh, it's like the football analogy, right? You get a first down, you move the chains. You try to get another first down, you move the chains. You get a first down, you march all the way down the field until you get into the end zone. You don't just throw up a Hail Mary pass on the first play of the drive to go for the end zone. You work it little by little by little. So... When we make SMART goals, we make them specific, measurable, and attainable. I'm not telling you to go for an 80-yard pass. I just want you to get a 10-yard first down. We make sure that the goal is relevant, relevant to the success of the restaurant, and then we make it time-bound, right? We're going we're gonna to achieve this within two months' time or within two weeks' time or uh, by the end of next week, right? Whatever it is, it is tethered to a deadline so that you know when to do your look back. You know when to see if you achieved it or not. So that's the SMART goal framework. Again, Peter Drucker came up with this, I don't know, 40 years ago, and it's the only way I know to be successful. So when you look at the year ahead, I want you to think about what what does success mean to you? How do you define success, right? If you're, again, to use the football analogy, right? If we're, uh, we're marching towards the, uh, the end zone, a touchdown is the goal. So what is your goal? What does success look like? It's different for everyone, but you need to figure this out. Now, let's go through all four of these areas. You have to do them. Number one, you need to build a budget. So many operators that I work with, so many small operators say, well, I just don't have the bandwidth. I don't have an accountant. I don't, I don't have a bookkeeper. I don't have a, I don't have a finance guy. I don't have a CFO. I can't build it. You can build a budget. A budget is very simple. It's a pro forma. It outlines your year ahead, month by month by month. It makes uh, revenue projections based on historical data. So you look at your, uh, your revenue for the last 
five Januaries, let's say, and you look at what revenue on average or, or the growth, and then you make predictions about how much it will grow in January. And you do the same for February, March, April. You do that all the way out, right? And then your food, your, your product, your, your labor is all tethered to a percentage, right? So you're going to keep your labor at 30% or below. So you're going to make sure that your labor budget, right, your payroll budget is 30% of the of the overall revenue. However you have to build this, you just need to build it. You have to understand what are your revenue projections, and then again, you tether all of your expenses to those things. And you make sure your general manager, your managers know so that they know what they are responsible for. Super important, right? If, if it's just, if you're just asking them to show up and make sure the place doesn't burn down, you are not taking full advantage of the human capital, of the people that you have in your place. So treat them like mini operators, like little restaurant owners. Help them see things the way you see things. It begins by building a budget. I have a budget for sale on the website. The only restaurant budget you'll ever need is six interconnected uh, Excel spreadsheets. Everything is all connected. It helps you work. Uh, it helps you work everything. If you have your own, use your own. If you need one, get mine, but you need to build a budget and you need to do that this month. You need to do it this week, if I can be really honest. Build a budget and make sure it's realistic. If you want a specific sort of profit, if you need to make a certain amount every single month, whether to repay investors or to pay yourselves, that's what the budget helps you do. If you lay it out, if you, if you work the budget backwards, start with the profit that you want to make every month and then build a budget that helps you get there, that is the way to do it. That's the way to success. I'm telling you, the best restaurant groups I've ever worked for know how much they want to make at the end of each month and build a budget that will get them there. And then they hold their managers accountable to getting them to that point. That's the first one. I want you to build a budget before the end of the year. Number two, before the end of the year, I want you to get a handle on your menu mix. So what do I mean by that, right? I mean the products you sell. I want you to understand uh, how, your, how your inventory, how your menu is working for you. Three main areas in order to do this. Number one, you need to cost out everything on your menu. Every single recipe you need to cost out so you know how much it costs you to put out the salmon dish, how much it costs you to put out the carbonara dish, how much it costs you to send that signature cocktail out every single ingredient you know how much of that ingredient right you should know how much that ingredient costs what the cost is per pound you should know the weight how much product you use in a given dish or how much product you put in a drink you should be able to do this for every single item on your menu again on my website i sell the food costing spreadsheet it's part of a larger bundle i will talk more about that at the end of the show you can certainly do this yourself there's software to do this right there's um there's integrations with pos software that allow you to do this very efficiently but if you want a low-tech really easy way to do it just build it in excel i've built a document i'm i'm i give it to you it's on the website you can go buy it as part of this bundle but you need to get a handle on your menu mix it starts by costing out your entire menu Next, you have to run a product mix report, right? So you do some sort of look back, three months, six months, a year, depending on how frequently you change your menu. But you need to understand how often things sell, how much of a given item you sell and how much you don't sell, right? That, coupled with the costing, the food costing spreadsheet, you'll know how profitable every item is on your menu and how much you sell. Then you can get a really good idea 
of how much money you make from a certain dish because, right, when we talk about uh, opportunity cost, meaning uh, the opportunity, uh, the, the money you lose from doing one activity versus another, right? If somebody orders one dish on your me- uh, menu and you only make $7 profit versus another one where you make $12 profit, then you're leaving $5 on the table. I want your menu um, to be as even as possible so that you make the same amount of profit, give or take, no matter what people order. And if you can't get them evenly, then you need to figure out the different ways that you can get people to order the more profitable items. I want to know, I want to make it automatic, as automatic as possible, right? That every time somebody comes in, I make X number of dollars, right? On average, they spend $55 $55 and on average I make about $24 in profit from everybody who walks in or wh- however those numbers work. You have to know immediately how much money you can make. Again, this this all has to do with guarding your expenses. Your, your food, your product is the number one expense you have in your restaurant, right? Second being the labor, but your food, your product is the thing that is the most variable. This is the one, uh, we've certainly learned this the hard way over the last couple of months, right? As, as food prices have gone through the roof, you need to be aware of this so you can, uh, you can either play with the portioning, you can source ingredients from other vendors, or you can raise your prices. Right? So you cost out your menu, you run a product mix report, you do the menu matrix exercise. You can go back, uh, check out old episodes. I talk a lot about running a menu matrix so you understand which ones, which items are your most profitable, which ones are your least profitable, which ones make you the most money, where they're very profitable and you sell a lot of them, which ones aren't profitable and you don't sell that much of them. Right? Simply by doing this, it tells you what questions to ask. Doesn't give you the answers, just tells you where you should be looking. Number two is I want you to get a handle on your menu. Now I'll be back with the last two right after a word from another one of our sponsors. Pop Menu has reimagined the restaurant. They're breaking the mold of the menu, taking the kitchen doors off the hinges and serving up their most comprehensive technology solution yet, Pop Menu Max. It comes with the previous ingredients you've heard me talk about here on this podcast, right? Websites designed with SEO marketing tools to keep you top of mind with guests and, of course, the patented interactive menu technology. This new recipe, though, brings automated phone answering, third-party online order aggregation, waitlisting, and more to the table. PopMenu's phone answering technology has your ringing phone's covered with AI, right? Artificial intelligence. The simple questions that keep your phone line tied up can now be handled without pulling a staff member from your in-person hospitality. No more missed reservations, asking for your hours or missed revenue. And that is just the beginning, right? So you have a passion for food. Pop Menu has a passion for technology. Together, that is the recipe for restaurant success. Now even more digital ingredients are in their technology pantry, and Pop Menu is helping restaurants attract, engage, remarket, and transact with their guests on a whole new level. Trust me, if you're a restaurant owner, you need Pop Menu to take your business to the next level. For a limited time only, get $100 off your first month. Plus, you get to lock in one unchanging monthly rate. Go to popmenu.com slash restaurant strategy to claim the offer. Again, that's $100 off your first month at popmenu.com slash restaurant strategy. Now, 
number three, right? I said I was going to go through a whole different, a bunch of different areas to help you get set up for the new year. Things I want you to do now, right now before the end of the year. Number three, I want you to get organized with your marketing. I want you to build a marketing calendar. Again, this will come as no surprise. I've got a document for this, right? It's available in this three document bundle. You can buy it on the website. I will tell you how at the end, but I want you to organize your marketing. I want you to build a calendar that outlines all the events, promotions, your social media efforts, your uh, your emails, any blog posts you do, whatever you do, I want you to get organized, right? You start by dropping in all your holidays, any other promotions that you run throughout the year. I want you to lay out everything, right? You'll start seeing gaping holes in your calendar. You say, oh, we don't have anything really to talk about here or here. What should we do? Oh, maybe those coincide with slow times. Well, then you can figure out how to build downtime business. The only way to start figuring this out is to get organized. Get organized now. I'm telling you, put in all the holidays, put in all the promotions you're going to want to run. Do that now. Get your November and December locked in. Work backwards, right? That's how you do it. Don't don't just don't just post to post. Don't just run a promotion to run a promotion or don't do don't not do anything. Right. I want you to be deliberate and specific about your marketing in the new year. It starts by getting organized. Right. All of the big chains get organized halfway through the year. Now, halfway through this year, right over the summer, they were all lined up for next year. They have the entire year, all of 2022, all lined up. I want you to do the same. I challenge you to do the same. Right. Do it. Now, December, don't wait for January, do it now. You carve out a couple of hours every single week, and I'm sorry, that's all it takes, right? You don't find the time, you make the time. So do it, make the time and start getting organized for the year ahead. You don't have to have all the answers, but you gotta start figuring out what's gonna go where. Finally, then number four, I want you to commit yourself to creating a new culture in your restaurant in the year ahead. So Jim Collins, he's the author of a book called Good to Great, very famous business book author, uh, was at Stanford for years. Uh, if you haven't read the book Good to Great, uh, it is well worth the read. You'll read it two or three times over the course of your life. He says early in the book, he says, get the right people on the bus and in the right seats. So I want you to get intentional about how you hire. I want you to get intentional about who you hire and then how you train, manage, and develop that team. Uh, great teams don't happen by accident. They're, they're cultivated, they're manufactured. So I want you to figure out what you're all about, right? What's your why, right? Who is the best person to, to execute that vision? I've said this before, I'll say it again. Your busboy gets to see, gets to connect with way more of your guests over the course of the week than you ever could. Think about that. Your busboy has greater contact with your guests than you do. You wanna create ambassadors for your brand, people that you hire that execute your vision, that are an extension of what you're hoping to do, of the hospitality that you wanna provide. You do that by getting intentional, right? You get intentional by making it obvious, right? So you know how you hire, how you find really great talent, how you talk to them, how you train them, right? That you come in prepared uh, with, with employee handbooks and service manuals and training guides and menu descriptions and all of that, right? They walk in, boom, you approach them like the serious restaurant you are. And I don't mean big capital S serious, but that you take it as seriously as you hope them to take it. You train them deliberately, and then you manage them, guide them, and develop them, help them grow. You provide the kind of job that they want. You create the kind of environment that will keep them, right? So we're going through this staffing crunch. Don't let it become a staffing crisis. Look to your team 
ask them that what they want and develop them every single day. It doesn't just happen. You don't just write a memo and then and then you have a great team. You reinforce the values uh, that you share, right? So that's it. One, two, three, four, short and sweet. We sell the bundle again on the website, all three of the main documents, right? The only restaurant budget you'll ever need, the food costing spreadsheet and the marketing calendar. They're available in a three pack bundle on our website. So go to restaurantstrategypodcast.com. Go to the store page. You'll see it's right there. You can get all three documents. You don't need to buy mine. If you want to build your own, if you have these, great. You just need to do them. And I've made this easy. So go and do it, right? Get all three for one set price. Go check it out. Now, before I go, I've got one simple request, right? It's been a while since I've asked this, but if you've gotten something out of this podcast, I would appreciate it if you went and left us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. All those five-star ratings really do make a difference. It helps us grow the audience in a meaningful way. Please help me out. Go leave a review. I want to thank you again for taking the time to listen. I will see you next week. Restaurant Strategy is made possible by the generous support of our sponsors as well as our Patreon supporters. A special shout out to all of our gold and platinum members, Ty Hames, Bob and Kate Carpenter, Scott Middleton, Chuck and Denise Close, Stephen and Ann Fagan, Mario Tomatos, and Christopher Tana. If you want to become a supporter, please go visit patreon.com slash restaurant strategy. Again, the link is in the show notes.